This is Cut 2 Podcast. I'm your host, Caleb Hamilton. I'm joined by my co-host, Connor. Hello. Uh, this week is going to be a little weird. Um, we usually don't do this sort of thing, but today's episode will be edited. Uh, we're going to cut in an interview with Devin Meenan. Uh, he was a guest on the show before. I don't remember what episode he was on. I don't either. Was it the summer preview? Maybe. Anyway, uh, Devin uh, was mentioned again with during our ep- uh, episode where we talked about Entourage and Spy. We had uh, Carl uh, Taylor Jr. on, uh, and he sort of gave us half of the story of of a of the uh, the fight between himself and Devin. And we invited Devin to uh, give his part of the story. Uh, so you'll hear that uh, on the later half of this episode. Um, but right now, Connor and I are going to talk about uh, Terminator Genesis, which is out this weekend. Uh, it came out on Wednesday night. Preview screenings happened on Tuesday. Uh, Connor, this movie isn't doing so hot at the box office right now. What it only pulled in what how much on Wednesday? On Wednesday it is projected that Terminator Genesis only pulled in eight million nine hundred and thirty dollars. Uh and that's is that combined with Tuesday night? I no. no. Okay. Right now that's just what Box Office Mojo has Wednesday. They don't have Tuesday with it. And overall it's made seventeen million uh worldwide. And this the budget of this film is 170. It's projected to open around 50, 55 million, which that'd be a good three day weekend. But that's mm-hmm. that's going to be the total of the five day weekend. Which is, and what's even stranger is, I mean, this is PG thirteen, so it should have more wide appeal. More people should be able to see it. But really, adjusted with inflation, it's not going to open that much bigger than Salvation did in '09. How much? Salvation was the Salvation la- Salvation opened with around forty five million dollars. Okay. Salvation was a horrible, horrible movie. I don't even want to talk about it. Salvation it, was it not even me it wasn't even a Terminator movie. It was, nope, just, it was a war movie, but like, made by a hack director. Starring a hack cast. Pretty well, much. Christian Bale's not a hack. He was just flavor of the month casting. And I think the movie really yes. suffered from that. Like he was coming off of he the didn't Dark even Knight. give like a, a John Connor performance. He was literally Christian Bale using his Batman voice, shooting robots. It was awful. Right. I hated it. It was terrible. Just absolutely. And Helena Bonham Carter randomly shows up. She was literally the only good part. Her little scene with Sam Worthington was literally the only thing I can remember from that whole damn movie. Didn't that movie kill his career? Like that was. Uh, he hasn't been in anything, so I guess so. <laughs> Ugh. Well, I mean, he was in those, those two horrible Clash of the Titan films. Oh, right. I guess those kind of killed his career then. I guess. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah, so Terminator Genesis, that was okay. It was literally okay. It's it's almost or at the level of Terminator 3, which, by the way, oh. I've just I've discovered on Twitter the past few days that there's a lot of people out there that hate Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. 
I don't understand it because when you compare Terminator 3 to Genesis and Salvation, it's not that bad. And it has a decent wrap up to a little trilogy. Fate, no matter how much you try and change it, will happen. John has to become the leader at the end of the movie. The bombs go off, etc., etc. Sure, the tone was all over the place. It tried to be extremely jokey, which this film also does a little bit. A little bit. It does it a lot. Um, so I don't understand the hate. I don't know if Genesis is as decent as Rise of the Machines, but I don't. I would probably right now give like Genesis a fifty-five or sixty percent out of one hundred. It doesn't deserve the twenty-seven it has on Rotten Tomatoes right now, or the forty it has on Metacritic. It should be at least at the fifties, forties percent. But I think critics are honestly just giving this film bad reviews because they just want to kill the franchise, which I understand. I liked this movie. But it got extremely convoluted. I think the tone was all over the place. And yeah, after the after the end of this movie, how can you make a trilogy out of this? You've messed it up. Granted, there are some entertaining action sequences, and it was nice to see Arnold back in the role, and he kills it. But it's just there's nowhere else to go. Because you've messed with the timeline and the events of Terminator 1 and Judgment Day have changed – there's nothing really to do with the franchise anymore, and I don't think it's going to make the money to warrant two more films. I don't think so either, um, and I agree. Like, There's no place to go after this. Um, if you sit through the credits, I'm sorry, then there's going to be some... We're going to just talk spoilers here. Um, after, the mid, the, after the rolling credits, there's a, a scene, an extra scene, after they've blown up Cyberdyne again, um, Matt Smith's character he played Skynet I guess or Genesis yes. whatever the hell you call it um, like the camera zooms through um, you know trucks through flies through all the damage and the rubble and stuff and then you see this giant glowing red orb thing which is I guess Skynet's central core and then the projection of Skynet like materializes again and then it cuts to black like that's the so they're setting up you know another movie, mm-hmm. um, but I completely agree that it got way too convoluted. My friends who had just seen Terminator, the Terminator and Terminator Two, uh, last weekend, I showed it to them. Uh, for, they had never seen those movies before. Um, they um, like f- ten fifteen minutes into the movie, they were like, "Okay, I'm confused." I wasn't confused, but I could tell like. They could have explained it a lot more better. A lot more better? A lot more better. Um, yeah, and the tone was just all over the place. It tried I will, to be I way will too... Say, okay. I will say that the beginning of this movie is a lot better than the end of this movie. I actually loved the future scenes, even though it had god-awful CGI Terminator T-800s walking around. That was awful. I'm not even going to defend that. That was like video game CGI effects. And they were a bit better than video game CGI. <sighs> It looked a lot better than the first trailer. I suppose. I suppose. Um, but no, I agree. Like the tone was all over the place. Um, it was way too jokey. From like every scene was just there was just a joke almost. It was um, weird because it starts out starts off so serious. You have the cold open with Kyle talking about what happened. Then he gets sent back, and then the jokes start flying right after uh, Sarah him sorry spoilers sarah him and kyle take care of the t-1000 and the jokes start flying and even before that arnold's like i am old not obsolete and he says that like five times throughout the movie we get it you're old not obsolete 
Yeah. And then that weird scene where Sarah's dancing the Ram- to the Ramones or something, and then Arnold and Kyle are having a contest who can put the most bullets in gun cartridges. And I'm just like, I thought the they were fuck? kind of racing, but no one was going faster. They weren't. They were doing the same. It was the same speed. They were I just... literally was so confused. I'm like, am I watching a parody of the Terminator? And, and right what about now? what about the part when, um, when they get arrested on the bridge? I actually thought that was funny, but I can understand why it pissed some people off. And then they do the whole cops thing. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah. This is not a Terminator movie. This is like a fucking hangover bullshit thing. Yeah. Oh my god, I'm swearing. This movie got me so like so heated. I was just I was like I I I said out loud like what like five times. What about the part at the end when Sarah walks over to the little um little Kyle Reese uh-huh. and she's like, "Hey, and he's like, hi, what are you doing here? She's like, oh, what am, I, my friend wants to speak to you. Is that okay? He's like, yeah, I guess. You're a child. How are you consenting to, to a stranger to talk to another stranger? What if they want to kidnap you? Like, what? What is going on here? And Kyle's like, and the older Kyle's like, hey, hey, little Kyle. He's Little Kyle's like, hey, what's up, dude? And he's like, yeah, I have a message for you that you have to, like, remember. But you destroyed, Je- so he tells him. Genesis is Skynet, but you just destroy Genesis. So why are you telling him? But he has to tell that so that the future comes full circle and that. But see, this is the thing. That's the thing. That's why the movie is so. Caleb, 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 you can't think too hard about all the alternate timelines, or else your brain will fry. I tried to explain the plot of this movie to my coworker who has seen all four films, and he's like, "That sounds like a convoluted piece of shit." Sorry, I'm swearing, but that is exactly what is what he said to me after I finished explaining. He's like, that sounds so overly complex. And I'm like, dude, I know. After the, after the movie, I tried to explain to my friends the alternate and timeline thing. 60, Arnold is 60, so they have him with dark hair in the 80s scenes, but he looks fucking 60. And then you have him 30 years later, and all they do is just add gray in his hair. I will say, though, Arnold is easily the best thing about this movie. He literally is the best thing about this movie. I could tell he was having so much fun back in this role. Yes. He's he's a, a lot better in this role um, than he was. I think he was better in this role than he was in Terminator 2. He, he definitely... Cool. One of the cool things they did in this movie, because I don't want to like completely shit all over it, but they were like, you know... They were finally diving into what would happen if a Terminator stayed in society for like 30 years or something. And you could tell he was becoming more and more human, even to the point where he couldn't kill Sarah because she was like in the arms of the new Nano, John Connor. They'll call him Genesis. Yeah. And she's like, kill him. We won't have another chance. He's like, I cannot kill Sarah Connor. And And then she was calling him Pops. Like, that was an interesting part of the story. But... It gets lost in all the alternate timelines. Although I will say, there's not all the. There's only one alternate timeline now. Well, they keep referencing. This is like Back to the Future Part Two. There's the regular timeline, and, the, and there's and it, that the deviation. Was, the film is so meta too. Like you have uh, Jason Clark as John Connor holding Arnold before the fight. You know, before the fight continues to go on throughout this factory, and he's like, "You are just a old relic from a deleted timeline." Which yes. I thought was a cool line, but yeah, like I like that. The film was like just so meta, and but, it was just so rest... convoluted, and just I liked it. I, I I thought it was okay. It was better than that. Salvation. I will give the film this, and I don't want to start ranting. 
Even though it was convoluted and tonally all over the place, this film at least somewhat felt like a continuation of J- James Cameron's story. Salvation felt nothing like a Terminator movie. Yeah, it was not. Um, but I wanted to say, you go back to the thing you about the the cool line. There were a lot of cool lines in this movie. There were, but a majority of the script was just cliched dialogue. Yeah, I, I can't remember specific like examples, but there's a lot of like it's just it's like they shot the first draft of the script. Yeah, well, actually, I've heard that the script was a lot better and more ballsy. But then they really played it safe and did a rewrite, and it basically was just straight up replaying scenes from the first two Terminators, which is what we got. And I also didn't like how they finished the T-1000 so quickly. I actually thought he was one of the cooler things. And 20-plus years after the second film has come out, and the T-1000 is still such a stylish and cool visual villain, and I wanted to see more of him. Yes. And he literally only had, like, one line in the movie. He, like, says something to Kyle Reese, and then you never hear him speak again. He's like, hey, stop. And he's like, what year is it? The day and year is when Kyle Reese came back. He's and that like, is literally his he's like, only May 12th, moment. 1984. The, the day, day you, you arrive. Yeah. And then and he's, just, his knife hand comes out. I'm like, oh, shit. Speaking of, I'm sorry, but I was just like, what? When Arnold smashes through the rubble, and he's now a T-1000. He has now T-1000 parts in him i like that it's a natural progression for him oh god i was just like way to just throw everything in the bag and say fuck it let's try this right um everybody in my theater by the way was so confused they're like why the fuck can he do this now and i'm like guys he was dipped in the liquid metal (laughs) he was dipped in the liquid metal (laughs) oh this movie i'm gonna okay okay wait okay when 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 sarah and kyle try to destroy john and like pops is like push the button uh kyle reese and then sarah's like she's crying she's like pops no 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 and he's like kyle take care of my sarah i was gonna cry oh really yeah he he did arnold did a very good job at playing probably the most human terminator he's ever played before yeah and it was and can we talk about and i know we're starting to really go along here but J.K. Simmons steals this whole movie in my No, opinion. he doesn't. I, I think he steals this whole movie. Every line of his was a hit with my audience. Every single line he delivered was probably the only lines this movie got laughs from my audience. They ate J.K. Simmons' role up. But I feel like... He was wasted, though. He, he was, was wasted, and this, his... He was just... I don't know what his story was, because he didn't help at all. He really was just a background player that got pulled into the action. Like, he served no purpose, and they none could have whatsoever. Gotten, they they could have gotten any actor to play him, but for some reason they got J.K. Simmons. Yes, whatever. Um, so after the movie, so now we're you know the movie's over. My friends are utterly confused. I'm a little confused, and we're trying to decipher exactly how this alternate timeline came to be. So I told them that it was the fact that when Matt Smith's Genesis Terminator turned John into one, yes, it changed the past because, and I also, now this is a theory of mine, I don't know if anyone else out there shares this theory, but 
Terminator 1, 2, and 3 all take place at the exact same time. Because why, if Skynet is trying to win the war by wiping out John Connor, Sarah Connor, why would they wait 30, 20, 10 years to send a different machine back in time? Why not send all three, the T-800, the T-1000? But you have to remember in this new timeline. No, 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 no. Your 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 theory already sounds convoluted. Just you didn't even let me finish. Yeah, well it already shut up. Shit. Well, it's not. So they send the T eight hundred, the T one thousand, and the TX back in time at the exact same time. They try to wipe out these guys at the same time. Um, and you know there are multiple of the Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminators. So, mm-hmm. so. John gets three of them and he reprograms them and sends them back because why would they wait? You know, why wait? So, so my thing is, and we still don't know who reprogrammed pops and sent him back. So, so now, uh, so now John in the future is a terminator. He was sent back he was already sent back once Kyle was going through. He was already back there. Um, and and this is where I kind of this is where I kind of lost them and kind of lost myself because this is it's all like just screwed up now. It is. There's nowhere to go with this movie or this. Franchise. Like it's like they painted themselves into a wall. They, they basically were like, let's pretend T three never happened and let's redo Terminator well, technically, one and two. Technically, T three did happen. No, it didn't. In the opening sequence, that was the events of T3, Skynet coming online. No, that was the events of T2, 1997. Oh, it was 1997? If you read the interview with Alan Taylor, he's like, in this movie, Terminator 3 never happened, nor did Salvation. generally read interviews with hack directors like Alan Taylor. Um, But I understand what the whole idea of this whole movie was. Hey, guys, franchise is dead. Let's redo Terminator 1 and 2, have something that changes the timeline, and then we can spin a whole trilogy off on it. Yeah, well, guess what? You can't spin a whole trilogy off on it because it's so convoluted. And I was so surprised. I'm like, nobody died. Kyle's alive. Sarah's alive. Arnold's fucking character is even alive. And they all happily drive off in a damn pickup truck. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Is this a happy ending to a Lifetime movie? Anyway, this there's there's not going to be a trilogy. Arnold Schwarzenegger can say he'll do a Genesis sequel all he wants, but it's not going to happen. And if it does, that film will lose money if this one doesn't. Well, um, so the good things I can say about the movie are um, uh, Arnold was great. Uh, I was happy to see the T-1000 again. Um, surprisingly, I liked Jai Courtney as Kyle Reese, um, Amelia Clark was okay as Sarah. Um, I saw it in 3D, and <laughs> this is the closest that I think we'll ever get to seeing Terminator 2 in 3D. Okay. Um, and the 3D, it was post-converted, but it was a really good 3D. Like, there was a lot of pop-out, which is what I love. I was like a kid in a candy store. Like, I'm not here for that, oh, uh, we're just going to add 3D to add depth to the picture. We're not going to let anything come out of the screen, because that's a, a gimmick. No, that's why 3D was created, to thrill people at the movie theater, to throw things at them. And there is so much pop out. It's like, it's like, you know, uh, embers and like uh, 
ashes and stuff come out of the screen. There's a lot of debris and rubble that comes out of the screen. Guns come out of the screen. Um, the T-1000, wow, wow, wow. So much, uh, wow, just, just wow. Just snap your fingers? God, I'm cringing to No, I didn't back. snap my fingers. I kind of like clap my hands. I'm sorry, audience, that listens to this episode. I hope you're cringing as hard as I am right now. It's wow. just great. Wow, wow. It's probably the best post-converted 3D I've seen since Guardians of the Galaxy. <sighs> yeah. Um, also, I like that the original theme came back. Did you enjoy, I liked the, the music under the uh, opening prologue. Because it was sort of like a piano version of that original theme. Really nice. Um, yeah, so I give the, th- the movie a six, six and a half out of ten. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, so Terminator Genesis is playing now. Uh, good luck finding a, a, a 2D screening. They're really pushing the 3D for this because they want it to make as much money as it can. Because I think deep down they know that it's a terrible movie. It's not terrible. Well, it's not, you know, it's not, but, you know. See, that doesn't make sense, Caleb. If it was terrible, why would you give this a 6 out of 10? If it was terrible, you'd give it, like, a 3 out of 10. Not exactly. No. It can be terrible, but also have good elements. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. We're going to move on. If the film is terrible, you do not give it a 3 out of 5. You give it a 1 out of 5. End of. That's like saying, I hated Guardians of the Galaxy, but I'm going to give it a 3 out of 5 just for the hell of it. That's that's your... God, fake cinephile you are, sir. That's your warped sense of ratings. No. Because whenever I say give it that And this is why you will never be involved in film production. Because you are a fake cinephile. All right, shut up. (laughs) This is your warped sense of ratings. I ask you, give it out of 5. Oh, I give it a 10 I give it a, a, a 10%. I give it a 50% out of 5. What does that even mean? All right, then I'll be simple for you. 2.5 out of 5 stars. Okay, great. Thank you. Wait, wait. We have to talk about this. What? Did you see the trailer for Paranormal Activity of the Ghost Dimension? Yes. Did you? With Terminator? Yeah. I saw it in 3D. I was eating popcorn and I nearly choked like twice. It was crazy. Yeah, I'm. I'm like. I'm glad you're a pleb because that was one of the worst trailers I've seen in a. You very didn't see long it in time. 3D. I don't care. It looked shit. Connor, the, the Bloody Mary th- have ended. Okay. After paranormal that, activity. Regardless, regardless, they showed it to us in 3D, and the God, Bloody Mary thing, when it pops up, it's not like just floating in front of you. Like it's right in your face. Like I choked. Like I was I'm like, what? So... What? What? No, no, I'm not. No, you cannot. No, this is evil. Demon, Satan stuff. You cannot see these kind of movies in 3D. Like my mom used to say, "Oh, that 3D stuff. They're trying to brainwash you." My fucking god. Well, no. This this kind of stuff. This these horror movies in that's what's going to brainwash you. Those demons popping up right in in your face like that. I'm this episode. I can't even anymore. Okay, this is our interview with Devin Meenan. He gives us his part of his half of the story of the fight between himself and Carl. Leading up to his uh, leaving Twitter. This was actually recorded the night that he came back, I believe. Or the night before. Um, I I don't remember exactly. Uh, So if you care to listen, uh, you can listen through to the end of the episode. Or if you don't care, this is the end of the episode for you. Thanks for listening, and we will be back with another episode soon. Devin Meenan, welcome uh, back to Cut Two Podcast. Great to be on. Um, 
you just came back, well, not just, um, about a couple of weeks ago, you just came back, uh, to Twitter after a, uh, three week, uh, hiatus, really a three week break. You were radio silent. Uh, what were you doing during that whole break? Uh, you know, just living my life, uh, studying for my final exams, um, hanging out with my friends, just usually, just what I usually do minus the Twitter stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, what sort of, you know, prompted you to leave Twitter? I mean, this was like, because lead, well, leading up to the days of you leaving, you, you were sort of like on people, you know, you were yeah, sort of like making enemies. You know, yeah, it, it was um, a very strange time in movie Twitter. Yes, it was. Um, uh, that the the backlash I was receiving from that partially motivated that, and of course, I want to study for my final exams. And Twitter was a distraction during my midterms this year, so I wanted to kind of remove it from my life temporarily. And um, that's most. That's really why I left. Now, there were some people who thought that you leaving was brought upon by a fight with. Uh, Carl, Carl Taylor. That's mm. yes. That's pretty. That's one of the main reasons. Yes. And, and we had Carl on what two episodes ago? Yeah, two episodes ago. And uh, I'm sh- I'm sure you heard and we you know discussed. Yes, so we want to you want we want you to have the same opportunity that Carl had and explain your side. So tell us how you your civil war with Devin. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, your civil war with Carl. How that started. Okay, this is going to be a bit of a long story. There were really we love long stories. <laughs> okay, there's really two sides. Um, it all began um, maybe late April, I'd say, um, or maybe no, it was late. Really that far back? No, no, no. Um, no, I, I just remember it's early May. Um, okay, it began when I was talking with um Thinker on Twitter about Age of Ultron and how we both think that Ultron is the best MCU villain thus far, a few stupid one-liners aside. And then Carl butted into the conversation and said that Ward from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the best villain from the MCU. Uh-huh. And I have wa- I watched all of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season two, I mean season one, and a few, maybe four or five episodes of season two, wasn't doing it for me. I li- there were a few individual episodes and elements of it I liked, but overall, I found it to be boring, cheesy, poorly written and acted, and I I don't like how it lessened the impact of Avengers by bringing back Coulson. So then, me and Carl started kind of got into an argument about Ages of Shield and how he he suggested that I I start watching again. I didn't want to do that because I haven't liked what I've seen thus far, and I and I started saying about how I don't want it to cross over with the movies eventually. So then, this is where it kind of got off the rails. Carl's, and keep in mind, I never said Carl was wrong for liking Age of the Shield, just that I personally don't. Then Carl started calling me a troll and saying I was attacking him for liking Age of the Shield, which I never did. And eventually he started saying that the only reason I hate Age of the Shield is because I'm mad it got more seasons than Firefly. Oh my. And are you a, you're a fan of Firefly? Yeah, I know, I know you guys aren't, but I am. Oh, I, I gave Firefly a shot. Um, I think I got like five episodes and I just, I, I just got kind of got behind on it, but it uh, picks up. I think it picks yeah. up after that, to be honest, but if, if you don't want to watch it, that's fine. No, I, I, I might, you know, I might go back and revisit Shut it. Shut up, Caleb. 
Continue. Um, right. Okay, so then, since Carl was basically being I felt Carl was being hypocritical because he was doing what he was accusing me of doing, and he was kind of being a bit abrasive about it. So I just got pissed off and blocked him. And um, then he started going around and claiming that the only reason I blocked him is because he, quote-unquote, won our little argument, and that just pissed oh. me off even more. Okay, and then, but then, uh, then he, um, so then people started asking me why I blocked him, and I gave my explanations, and they kind of started prodding at me a little to unblock him, and, because I, and, because for the most part, I, I, Carl in general kind of comes off as a little abrasive to me, what with his memes and his constant hijacking threads and kind of instigating arguments, but for the oh, most he part, he, he's a hijacker? Kind of. He kind of he always butts into threads and um, uh, starts arguments sometimes. Mm -hmm. but, okay, and for, but for the most part, I do find him funny and enjoy talking with him. So because of that and the fact I felt I may have overreacted a little, I decided I decided to unblock him and went like, okay, if another one of these stupid arguments doesn't have for like a week or so, then we're all good. Then like four days later, I, and we were all good. Then like four days later, I suggested to him that he watch the movie The Guest. Um, guest, which Caleb, you saw, right? I did see it. Yeah, and I haven't seen it yet. I have a very unpopular opinion amongst the members of movie Twitter um, that it's a vastly overrated movie. Uh huh. And I personally think it's great, but teach his own. Yes. Uh, so, but. Okay, but then, but then Carl wanted to finish watching Daredevil first, which is fine. But instead of just calmly t telling me that, he did his usual thing, but with his memes and his arguments and stuff, then abruptly tweeted in the middle of the uh, argument that he was going to watch Daredevil. Then Dan came into the conversation and said, well, Daredevil is better than the guest. I guess we've lost, Devin. And then Carl tweeted, all I do is win, asterisk, waits for Devin to bitch. Mm -hmm. That and was then, not very he didn't tell us all this no he didn't he i just want you to let you know i'm on nobody's side i don't really care this doesn't yeah. affect my life whatsoever yeah. but he literally told us his side of the story in two minutes and it was very quick <laughs> well I'm... well he got through his entire review of entourage and in 30 seconds in, yeah well, he's he's a laconic fellow okay um so that just really pissed me off and i was thinking oh my god it's happening again and so I just, I just in like a moment of anger, I blocked him again, and that this is where it really started to get on. Um, okay, so then people again started asking me why I blocked him, but and I gave the explanation. But this time, because I didn't want this to turn into another Colin Aaron situation where we'd, con we'd constantly fight and block each other, I kind of resolved to myself to keep him blocked, and I did for two weeks. But, but because people I follow still talk to him, I would sometimes see their conversations with him come up in, uh, in my in my timeline. Or in some, and sometimes he'd be talking about me. And he and um, one time he called, he started calling me out. He started insulting me. And one time he called me a mini Josh Lewis. Uh, a mini Josh Lewis. Yeah. That is highly, highly disrespectful. No one... I wouldn't compare my worst enemy to Josh Lewis. He's the scourge of the earth. <laughs> I ha I um I resolved my I resolved my conflict with him, but I I do have some issues with him, so no, I'm not gonna elaborate there. Oh, oh, you still have some issues with him. Yeah, but I, I'll tell you privately. I don't want to start a feud. Okay. Now, I, now that you say that, um, 
you still have issues with him. I assume that you were keeping tabs on Twitter during your absence. You were, as, I, I, I as we say, lurking. Uh, maybe, maybe I would. Um, sometimes I'd check. Um, sometimes I'd look, scroll through my timeline and check at the, my close friends' profiles just to see what they're up to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So now that you're back, um, will you be making amends with anyone you may have offended, like Zoe, uh, perhaps? That was one of the, a, that was one a, of the. Oh, go on, go on. Connor. I have a more important question. Oh, okay. Um, I was curious, Devin. Uh, it wasn't just. Carl, you seem to be having issues with. I was just curious why you b- blocked Josh Costello. I, I didn't block Josh. I just quietly unfollowed him. We'd never really been close, so I figured he wouldn't care. Turns out I was wrong. Oh, because he said you blocked him. Okay. It might have been a Twitter glitch. I have no idea where he got that from because I, I just unfollowed him. I never blocked him. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because I it, saw him tweeting about that like two days after you said you were taking a break. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Yes. Um, yes. Well, that wasn't an important question. Oh, um, it was much more important than Zoe. What's her I, face? I can, I can. Um, I just Zoe. It's much simpler. I just find the constant sexual content and her obsession with Jared Leto kind of gross. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you know, she can come o- come off as a bit over the top. Uh, there were some comments um, about menstrual blood. Yeah. Um, and and, said stuff like that before, and that just kind of gross. And. Um, and gooch sucking, yeah. And something about an itchy air part of her uh-huh. thing. Cheese grating or something. That was kind of strange. Oh. Yes. Mm. Um, <laughs> 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 you know, there's just, you know, what you have to realize is people are going to say things that they feel like saying. Oh, um, yeah. And some people you. don't have, you know, a filter. And I don't think we can hold people at fault um, for their yeah. unfiltered. I mean, we can. But, to a point. You know, I don't think we should call, you know, I don't think we should like call them out on it or, you I know. just mute people when they say Yeah, you can stuff. sub, you know, mute people, but yeah, don't like sub, you know, don't subtweet people. I don't think that's yeah, a very. That, that, I, oh, yeah, that's very. Yeah. yeah. I should probably. And, and I do get, you know, people subtweet, you know, you a lot. Oh, yeah. I've, I've been subtweeted. Many many times. I haven't subtweeted really. I when I have an issue with someone, I use their their full name. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Duck cough. <clears throat> well, his name oh, is Colin. Oh, I can so relate to you in there. Oh my god. <clears throat> now, do you, do we want to address your? Uh, we, we could do that after maybe after I finish my detailing of the Carl conflict. Oh, I thought we were done with the Carl. Oh, we are. Uh, actually, there was more. That t- there's more to that. Oh, okay. Well, oh, please continue. Okay. You, okay, I thought, you, I thought so, you were done because you said you had resolved everything. So go on. Go. Uh, well, I want to get into how we resolved it. Okay. Okay. So, so yes. Okay. This is where I I think I kind of hold myself to fault here more than him. But um, so because okay, so I wanted Carl to stop subtweeting me because I'm a bit of a hypocrite here. But I don't like being subtweeted. I I find it to be a bit disrespectful. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So, but I didn't want to unblock him because, again, I didn't want this to turn into another Colin Aaron situation. So I went on his Ask FM page and tried to ex- and tried to tell him why I blocked him and just asked him to to so if we could just get uh, stop if he could just stop subtweeting me and just, but and then it kind of spiraled out of control and it dissolved into a big mess. And since Carl posted his answers on Twitter, everyone saw the conflict. And since I was the one who started it, they started. Uh, Siding with him, and I and I don't completely blame them, to be honest. But so then I figured it was best to just admit that I'd screwed up. So I unblocked Carl, apologized to him, tweeted out that I didn't 
I wasn't handling the situation very maturely and decided to leave Twitter so that to wait for this whole thing to all blow over. I see. Well, you're back. Yeah. And hopefully this is behind everyone and we can I move so. on. Yeah. Will you be issuing apologies? Um, well, I have already issued my apology with Carl. Maybe I should do that to Zoe and Josh. But uh, should I explain why I unfollowed Josh? Or... Oh, um, well, you said you weren't very close. You guys weren't close. And did well, you, you yeah, never really that's, interacted that's with each I other? Him. That's why I unfollowed him instead of muting, muting him. But uh, mm -hmm. there's reasons. Oh, oh, I see. Well, okay. maybe something not. about memes or something. Uh, yeah, that um, he's been tweeting a lot of random gifs lately, and mm -hmm. I just find random. I think gifs. everyone's tweeting gifs now because Twitter. Yeah, but, you know, he, but that's basically all he tweets nowadays. Josh, but, jo uh, Josh Costello. Yeah, and mm -hmm. um, uh, there's another thing here that I hate to say this because this, this is probably going to get me branded a, sh a shill or a mindless fanboy by that whole side of Twitter, but. Some of his tweets and retweets about Marvel just come across as hating for the sake of hating. Mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with I I don't have a problem with intel with intelligent criticism about Marvel, but constant negativity kind of annoys me, especially since I do enjoy most of the stuff they put out. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I can understand that. Yeah, makes sense. Okay. All right. Well, thank you, Devin, for coming on and giving us your side of the story, much more in depth. Uh, side of uh, your of the story and uh, hopefully you know you'll be able to make amends with people and get right back into uh, you know tweeting your your tweets because I do enjoy you know your commentary on the different films and everything so thank you sir. it's good to have you back mm -hmm.